the big news this week, everybody knows what it is because everybody's uh, been at it. Yeah. Everybody's been there. Everybody, wrong days in news. Yes, Belfast Whiskey Week kicked off yesterday. It's called a week. Typical Northern Ireland, it's called a week in the last nine days. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's well underway. Uh, tastings and stuff already, they're showcasing. I, unfortunately, I've missed huge tracks of it, but I think because of the size of it and sort of the nature of it, I'm always going to miss um, lots of stuff, but hopefully you can get caught up with it. Um, I'm really I'm really a bit annoyed about this because I have to work tomorrow, uh, and this is one of the packs that I got. This is the way the packs came, and I hope plenty of uh, people will have them. And this is the one I really want to do because it's our good friends at Short Cross. Right. Uh, yeah. So I want to know, this is their whiskey. And this will be the first time anybody's got a chance. I was down at um, the Radovan Estate, down at David and Fiona's, and you're not even allowed in to see it. So this is the first time I, uh, probably any of us, have had a chance to actually see their spirit and what they're doing and what it's going to be. And they're... He plays his cards close to his chest, doesn't he? He does, and, and fair play to him. You know, they've put a lot of work in, and... I think one of the things about Short Cross is they've had lots of success, but people, everybody knows they come from a money background, okay? And it's very easy to jump to this conclusion that, oh, it doesn't really matter, it's only a play thing and blah, blah. No, no, they put huge amounts of work in. They put lots and lots of effort into it. They've done really, really well, really successful at what they've done with the gin. The whiskey's coming, and you just know that, that they've done exactly the same here. And I'm really looking forward to trying this. Unfortunately, I'll not get to do it live because I'll not be back in time. So I'm going to have to get it uh, on, on a catch-up. But I can, I'm can. i thoroughly looking forward to trying that. Really, really looking forward to trying that. Uh, a real a real feather in the cap for Belfast Whiskey Week. Yes. Lots of uh, feathers in the cap for <laughs> Belfast Whiskey Week. But maybe yeah. 100 feathers, I think. Well, I think, I think it's actually over 100 now. Um a few other ones that's coming up. Uh, Boan, the Boan Distillery. They did a, they did a, a like a new make tasting box last night. But they have. I talked last week. First item on the news last week was about the the release of Finon O'Connor's vintage mash bill uh, boxes. And next Friday, I think next Friday is when they're going to do a tasting of that. The boxes, you can go on to Boan Distillery's website and pick them up. And, okay, they are pricey. They are pricey. I've seen a couple of people comment about them being expensive. But, guys, you're tasting a bit of history here. And What do you think of it? You've tried some. You have? No, 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 I haven't. Honestly, I haven't got them yet. Um, I'm, I'm waiting on my packs coming. Um, but I am... I personally am really excited because what I think is going to happen is some of these um, these will come out as probably a stand-up product at some point. You know, you'll you'll get this pot still. Some of them will be able to make properly commercial volumes of, and some of them you won't. So they've maybe only laid down a cask or two of of some of these. There's going to be ten different um, samples here. So some of them, this is maybe the only affordable chance that you're going to get um, 
Once in a lifetime, really, Murray. Once well, in a lifetime. Quite possibly, it will be very, very limited. Um, and you'll be able to try all of these and and, and see what it, what it is. So, okay, it is expensive, but I personally think it's one of the things that I'm genuinely excited about, about that's happening over the last while in, in whiskey, certainly Irish whiskey. Um, because, because a lot of whiskey, we know that where Irish whiskey is at the minute, and lots of it's now cask finishing to, to differentiate in the taste because there's so little aged spirit about and the cost of it's continually going up because there's so much demand. Just There's very limited supply and there's massive demand. So whenever you get something that's truly new and exciting coming on to the market, I, it's something that I, I thought the packs would probably have been sold out fairly quickly because it's limited to 500. But... Uh, they're still available, and if people don't buy them, I think they will end up kicking themselves for not having a, a, had a chance to getting them, you know. They won't really become collectibles because they're samples, aren't they? Well, see, but they, they pro, I don't know whether they'll become collectible, but they are an initial release that I don't think they're going to be releasing these as, um, as standalone bottlings. You know, they're going to be released as aged as aged spirit because they're mm-hmm. going to be changing the technical file, which will mean they'll be, be able to come in under the category of, of pot still whiskey. So this might be the only chance you'll get to taste them as 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 white spirit, you know, as as before they get cast aged. Now when a lot of people talk about whiskey, years ago what we would classify as whiskey and what's down in the technical file as whiskey. There's nothing like what people would have had years ago. I mean, lots of people would have just bought a, an unaged spirit, white spirit, called it whiskey and, and taken it home with them. So this is maybe the only chance you'll get to get in that, you know. So I, I, to me, it's exciting, you know, very exciting. Yes, I think a lot of people will be very, very interested in this. Yes, uh, there's Robert Gustafsson. I'm looking forward to some debates tomorrow. Mm. I think some hot topics will be on the I agenda. Watched- I watched a bit of a debate earlier on. It was on terroir. Um, <laughs> four people debating about terroir and so on and so forth. And um, <laughs> listen, the, the terroir argument has in many ways been settled, if, if I'm totally honest. It has, yes, by because some scientific experts. The University of Oregon, if they tell me that terroir is a thing and you make spirit, I'm quite happy to go along with it. Um, what that terroir in terms of cask aging has the effect that the cask aging has on and what, what's left of that terroir but don't forget people talk about a, a, a signature um, flavour for a distillery because of the shape of the still but if you've already got scientific paper that's telling you that the shape of the still um, isn't <laughs> as important you know what I mean if these different uh, farm, single farm uh, barley is going through the same and still have a different flavour then obviously it has an effect so we, you know, we have done a special on terroir a couple of ones have gone in depth and it and they're all on our YouTube channel which yeah. I recommend you subscribe to well but like this we interviewed Grace possibly one of my favourite guests of all time now who, who tells you that she knows and well 
she she's an expert crop walker and all that sort of stuff. Uh, and if <laughs> now don't get me saying it, Justin, because I know you're trying to. <laughs> no, because I can't uh, say it. So there's no point. Uh, um, boy, oh boy. And if you read Rob Andrews' book, uh, yeah. the, the Terroir of Whiskey, who we <laughs> tried to get an interview with, but uh, sort of sort of all went pear shaped. Um, but we'll we'll hopefully catch up with Rob at some point. Uh, but yeah, uh, the, for me, the Terroir to be itself. How much it influences what goes into your bottle so many years down the line is maybe a different argument, but terroir sailed in my opinion. Right. Uh, well, talking of fables, <laughs> talking of fables. <laughs> now, the reason, now, this, this story caught me eye at the start of the week. It's a, it's a new whiskey brand coming out. Now, one of the things about whiskey is the stories, the, the background. It's why people, have the, uh, the, the 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 Lazarus brands. We'll talk about that in a wee minute as well. Um, it's it's this idea of of stories. Now here's guys that have taken it to a bit more a higher level. They've called it the Fable Whiskey. Now it's an independent single cast whiskey bottler, and it's founded on the art of storytelling and animation. So they've brought out a little cartoon, and I'll tell you a bit more about it. Well, what's the cartoon, and then I'll uh, and we'll have uh, we'll talk a chat about it afterwards. Okay, here here's the cartoon. Uh, this is turning into playtime with Miss Helen, isn't it? With we're playing cartoons. Oh no, this, this, this is this is a dark cartoon, Justin. This is a dark all right. One. All right. <laughs> okay, here we go. The Ghost Piper of Clanyard Bay. There was once a small settlement perched on a cliff in Scotland's wild southwest corner. From here, you could journey afar, but the locals stayed put. For the land, which should have been barren, was rich for farming, a well-kept secret. These were hardy folk. They did not complain or scare easily, but for one strange thing. On stormy nights, eerie screams seemed to come from below them. There, where jarring waves met rugged bay, stood a gaping, hollow cave. Some said a network of tunnels lay beyond. Inside it lived wicked fairies. No one dared venture into the cave for fear of their very lives. The cave was left untouched until, one spring day, an old piper appeared with a dog. The rough hound was as grey as the beard of its owner, who was surely the finest piper in the land. The bagpipes were crudely made, and yet, from them, came a merry sound that even stopped the crows from cawing. One of the locals said he would march into the haunted cave to such a brave sound. Well, almost, he quickly added. The remark stopped the piper from playing and an odd expression fell upon his face. And so, accompanied by his faithful dog, 
the piper ventured into the cave, playing boldly as he went. At the entrance, the locals waited and listened. Hours passed, and the pipes grew quieter until there was no sound at all. Suddenly, the hound, once shaggy, ran out of the cave howling, without a single hair left on his shivering body. I'm frightened, Marty. Deep underground, the piper continued to play as the fairies yelled, cursing him to leave. On he went, with a chill upon him. The music soared above the terrible cries until the piper reached the cave's center. The piper was now in the mouth of a dreadful storm, yet still he played. Furious at being bested by a human, the fairies departed, leaving a labyrinth of mazes behind them to trap the poor piper inside. The piper was never seen again, and the cave's entrance is now long gone. But hear me, stand on that cliff in the middle of the night, and a faint melody of pipes can still be heard. Coming from the depths below. I see. It's not. It's not watch with your wee and stuff. That's here. Oh, like. it's not, Maria. I was petrified. I won't sleep tonight. I won't sleep tonight at all. You'll, you'll sleep. <laughs> no, it's not. I'm 100% certain sure you'll sleep. Uh, no, so you will. All right. So this, I like this because the idea is you have um, that this story, the, the ghost of Clanyard Bay. Um, stunned the illustrators, a guy from Bolivia, Hugo Quenar. Um, they've got. Um, you know, a writer and a narrator. They've got a ceramicist that makes handmade whiskey tumblers sort of from clay, etc., etc. That's now, fancy. That, that's yeah. a goat. That's like ghost. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is, what happens is this is like chapter one, and you buy um, you can buy a whiskey to sort of go along with chapter one. And the first one is a single cast Kalila. Um, Gives you the cast number, gives you all the transparency and stuff. So the idea is you have a sort of story, and the whiskey goes along with the story. Now I don't know, maybe that Kalila goes along with that, so I don't know. But yeah, but I like this. I think it's, I think it's about fun. It's something a little bit different. Yeah, good. It, it is indeed. I mean, it. Uh, what, where do you think this has come from? Is this the appeal to the Japanese market and the manga comics and stuff like that? Is it? I don't know, uh, but. I, 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 I just, I just think it's, it's a bit of crack, um, and I like this because everybody goes on about whiskey being about the stories and the background and and all that kind of stuff. And here's these people that have made their own story and thought, well, we'll get a whiskey to go along with it. Why not? Yeah. Lovely stuff, lovely stuff. And from one story to another story, mm. we, we 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 jump, we jump across the river row, and we turn into a dog and run home to our master like Lassie. <laughs> People haven't a clue what you're talking about here, by the well, way. They do, they do now. It's Limavari. It's people <laughs> the dog. Here we go. <laughs> Limavari. Yes, another Lazarus brand, risen from the uh, risen from the grave. Uh, now, just in case anybody's wondered, Limavari over in County Derry, mentioning our good friend Alfred Bernard's book about Limavari, um, about a short run for being from Korean. Limavari is a market town, a great of great historic 
Interest for here, the brow of a romantic hill called Limavari, the, the dog's leap, from which the town takes its name. The castle of the O'Kahan family. What are O'Keans? Mm-hmm. Hmm. <laughs> fast rescue week. <laughs> yes, I know. It, is it a coincidence? No, I don't know. Is, is he moving his caravan there? We'll Possibly know. <laughs> getting the caravan down to Limavari. No, but uh, Limavari had a story, as obviously it was in Bernard's book. Um, but there's a big, big news here. Uh, you yeah. know, the, pig, the pig's whistling into this one, isn't it? Yeah, well, Daryl McNally, who's former distiller at uh, Bush Mills and the, the, the Dublin Liberties Distillery, has, he, now he claims he's descended from the the guys that owned or distilled at Limavati. Maybe, I probably is, I don't know. Um, and he's born, he's from there. So what he's done is he's, he says that he's going to, um, what is it he says, uh, take Irish whiskey into new territory with a distinct point of view on barrel ageing. Now, he's going to source his whiskey. He's not going to uh, have a distillery, as far as I know. Um, but he says it's going to be the greatest leap in Irish whiskey. Again, okay, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. But the interesting thing is, he's done a tie-up with these guys, Whistlepig, mm-hmm. who are a, a very, very big American brand, which will probably mean he has access to quite a big market straight away. Now, he's, as I say, he's going to source his whiskey. It's not going to be uh, his own distillery. So it's going to be sort of specific barrel aging. And well, that could be interesting enough. He's, I mean, the guy's the guy has now, he's well connected and experienced, but this is a bit of a coup, this really, isn't it? Well, again, he's he's done a tie up with Whistlepig. I'm not sure of the ins and outs of it, whether they have bought part of it or whether they've backed part of it or whether it's just a, a, a sort of meeting of minds or whatever. Um, but it's it's interesting that he's done this straight away now, he hasn't any product out. Um, I don't know whether he's how long it's going to be, but it's looking like it's going to be within a few months. He's going to have a product out, you know. No doubt you'll fire it away and discover all about it sooner or later. I will at some point, but as I say, it's it's interesting that this is another new brand, and he's got a tie up with a, a big company, a big US company, a very recognised brand. Yeah, so good on him. I think it's it's a, a good thing, you know. My uh, from Pixie Lot to Mango Robbie. Who's Mango Mar- Robbie? I have no Mar- idea. Margot Robbie. God, Man- you don't, Mango you don't, Robbie. You don't know Pixie Lot. You don't know Mar- Wolf of Wall Street. Was she the one on, on the on, on the super yacht when it sank? No, no, no. If you've watched Wolf of Wall Street, you know who I'm talking about. Okay. Now, Margot Robbie apparently has said um, that she really, really wants to film in Scotland, and a quote, so she can drink whiskey and play the bagpipes. But I'm, I'm sort of thinking, Margot, you're missing a trick here. You should come to Ireland. Um, <laughs> come here. Come here. And come up to us us guys up here, because we have plenty of whiskey. No end was, of it. <laughs> and you can play the lambeg drums. Was, so Mar- was Margot not uh, Audrey Forbes Hamilton's friend that was the brownie leader in To the Manor Born? Justin, this is not 1983. Nobody has a clue who you're talking about. We have people coming from 
America, with people watching in Canada, Belgium, such. I barely know who you're talking about. Get Brett Box and you'll know who Audrey Forbes Hamilton's friend Margo is. Uh, One of the fantastic sitcoms of the world. Rubbish. <laughs> and yeah. we, we, we have to apologize because we don't want you to get Zuckerberg. Uh, John Donner said uh, she can play my bagpipes any day. I'm saying nothing. All I'll say is if she comes up here, she can play the lamp eggs, uh, the lamp egg drum with uh, Wee Wally Drennan. So she could. Uh, Wally Drennan, what's he got to do with this show? There he is. There he is at Slammish. Where is at Slammish? Have a blatter in the lamp eggs and do that. Have you ever heard? If you've, if you've never heard this, go and listen to Wally's Lamp Egg Boogie. Uh, it's on YouTube. It's one of the funniest things ever. It's just hilarious. And the Lamp Egg Rap, he's done that as well, which is just hilarious. Hilariously funny. Yeah. But no, yeah. it's just after 12. So if she fancies anything, come up here. She <laughs> can play the Lamp Eggs. There's plenty of whiskey here too. Right. <laughs> you know? So I would imagine she'll have no shortage of people offering her somewhere to stay. Don't think right. she'll have a problem. Now, where are we heading next then, Marty, tonight? Well, I think what we'll do now is, Justin, we'll have a tasting. Well, we? Oh! Yes, yes. Now, mm. uh, Peter Stewart was very pleasantly surprised to receive a sample of YSR whiskey in the post this morning. Thank you very much. Mm. Uh, a lot of people saying that. Brona was watching. Teachers in the room. Teachers in the room. <laughs> uh, Brona, hi, folks. Hope all the bottles arrive safely. They, 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 they did. And I managed to put mine in a magnifier, and it became it became <laughs> this one. Became uh, this one. Look at that there. Close up, far away. Close up, <laughs> far away. Close up, far away. Well, I I managed I managed to get. Uh, I I had a lovely dinner last night with uh, some Syrian guys. Uh, you were over for, staying with a, another friend over can, here. Can so, I say it? You cannot be serious. <laughs> was yeah. Um, and uh, they they are currently on a plane heading back to, to Scotland. But uh, they said that they would um, have, a, have a little uh, tipple of this. I, I sent them a little tipple. Uh, I, was trying, I had a, some nice whiskies with them last night. It was, it was much enjoyable it was. So, uh, Wise Oil Whiskey. And I, I, like, I, like the, I like the name, Wise Oil. Wow. <laughs> yes, we've talked a lot to Brona, our, our lovely uh, gin distillery down there. Just across, yeah, and uh, it's quite a quite a nice bottle too. It's quite a nice bottle. Yeah, I I kind of like that. I like, it's Art Nouveau or Art Deco. Is that what? Okay, I kind yeah. of I, I think it's Art Nouveau. I think. Um, should we be should we be correct? This should we be I think correct? it's Art Nouveau. I'm never a hundred percent sure of the difference, but uh, yeah, it's 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 yeah, it's nice, nice fairly simple. Easy bottle, quite recognisable, which is always good. Always good. No, tell Years us about of... this. Tell us about this one, Marty. Then, no, it's a blend, triple distilled, um, non chill filtered, and it says it's aged in a range of casks or a number of or different casks, but it doesn't give specifics other than it mentions Imperial Stout. So, I'm going to say that it's bourbon first and then finished in Imperial Stout. That's, that's my take on that. It's it's got it's a young whiskey, and they say it's sourced from the Great Northern. And it, to be commended, the fact that they turn around and say that's that's where it's from, and that's um, they're quite open and transparent about all of this. Now, again, I kind of like the fact that they've 
done a nice new branding, label in for themselves. And it's to add a little bit of complexity, they've put some peated malt into it as well. So it's got some peated malt. So it's a young whiskey. Um, no color added to it, obviously. Now, what I'm going to say on the nose, you don't get any peat on the nose. I don't smell any peat on the nose at all. But what you do get, you know that there's somebody with a gin nose has picked this out. It's got that floral, fragrant, gin-esque nose to it. That the stoke gin, I'm not a gin drinker. So it's not necessarily something that, that I, I particularly like. I don't like juniper berries, so gin's not really my thing. I do like gin, as you know. You know, I know. We, we tried the ginger in there. But when you, when you get this, you can tell that there's a gin DNA. There's something there that's got that perfumey, light, white peppery. You've got kind of jasmine spice on it. Slightly perfume, but you have to look for it rather than the gin throwing itself at you you have to look for the, the nose in this you have to look for that pill. well I do get a touch I do get a touch of the heather and I do I think I do get a touch of the yeah. you're getting a touch of heather but then you say peat I'm not getting any peat on the nose at all I just don't get it on the nose you get the perfume you get that you get a gin DNA to it that's that's you can tell that if you, if you ever pick this, it likes the gin. Okay. Uh -huh. Okay. Now, on the tasting. That's good. You have to say that's good. Isn't it? Nice, sweet. Now you get the peat. The peat arrives quite quickly. It doesn't stay too long, but it gives a little complexity to it. 43%. We like that. Let's see that nice little... There's a little bit of thought in it rather than just putting it down to 40. Easy drinking. You don't put any water in that. No. no. It's, it's, it's attainable and affordable, this. this is what I would say about this. Yeah, well, that's it. Um, and it's award-winning too. Got a gold medal, which of which they're rightly proud to have. Ninety-five points from the International Wine Society of Wine and Spirits. Um, when you get this on the on the palate, the little bit of peat in it does give it that little bit of complexity that, in some ways, makes up for a lack of age. You know, the cat, the, the barrel casking. The one thing I would say is the stout cask. I don't think it's had the same effect that other stout, imperial stout cast finished whiskies have had. Sometimes that gives that a really nice creaminess to it. This is not just as pronounced, but what you're getting is a little bit of the complexity, a little bit more um, with the peat coming in, and it's got a nice balance the whole way through. Now, gin on the nose, it's, you expect it to be a lot fresher on the palate, but the peat takes it down and gives it a, a really distinct. Mm. 
Now, there you Finney, go. Late, late breaking news there. Also, just got another gold medal from the Irish Whiskey Masters this week. Excellent. Excellent. Honestly, this, this is the sort of whiskey you can do lots and lots of stuff with. You know, there's nothing wrong with drinking that just the way it is. You could stick a couple of ice cubes in that on a sunny day and drink that as a fairly refreshing drink. That's what happened to my little bottle at the caravan. <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing like that. And Die Hard 2, a good Christmas movie to warm your couples. <laughs> that was it was good. It was good. You could put that on cocktails. You could do, you, know, you could do a lot with this. And this is this is I keep you want to always put stuff into the categories. And at the price point this is at, it's an affordable whiskey. So if anybody sees this, especially if you're someone that thinks proper 12s, uh, uh, a whiskey that you want to spend time with, just forget the proper 12, buy this stuff, and you'll experience something totally different. Good quality, affordable, nice branding, a bit of thought has went into it. Excellent. Excellent. Brona's pedigree, but she has pedigree for, for this. She's been in the industry a while. Yeah, and the thing the thing about this is, Justin, you have alternative stuff. They're they're open, transparent. There's been thought went into it. They've obviously decided this is the character they wanted to put to bring out. I'm good. It, it, it reflects on that. This is a good whiskey, and at the price point it's at, as I say, because this this is the thing these days. There's loads of people going and buying single cask stuff. Uh, X hundreds of pounds. That's not where people's longevity is going to be, buying that kind of stuff. You know, the, you need to do is bring out stuff that people can afford to get a bit of brand loyalty, people repeat customers, etc., etc. And that part of the market, in some ways, gets overshadowed whenever you have the likes of Belfast Whiskey Week. You know, I, I, this does this thing, but this does something else. And this is the kind of stuff that can can keep going you know let us know what you think folks if you're watching uh there's uh william mcclanahan saying uh, definitely getting the uh jenny aroma there mm. mm -hmm. you definitely get it on the nose not so much on the palate the palate that little bit of peat just takes that floral stuff away and gives it that complexity but what i would say is as it goes through on the on the finish it lightens and you get that um you get you get a much more floral finish to it on the on the at the tail end so it kind of gets grassy and that'll be the, the the green whiskey coming through towards the end um yeah it's, it's it's definitely definitely worth having a look at it is indeed there's linus 121 saying it uh, really has accents of their gin very floral and light scented yes it's yeah, uh it's definitely. uh it's not not going too far not going too but the far. thing is the thing is with the word gin all those botanicals and floral notes and all of that perfumey stuff jumps out at you. That that's the point of it. Um, when you when when you go, you have to go sort of go looking for this, which is much more much more to my palate rather than other people's. Yes, uh, William McLennan's is agreeing. It's it, very very drinkable, very nice. Uh, and uh, listen, uh, William, I have to agree. It's yeah. It, 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 it's like it's like many of these Irish whiskies. They 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 hit the mark, and that's why they do so well in uh, at home and in overseas markets as well. And uh, the more, the merrier. 
Well, that trip, put, put it like this, the weather we've been having triple distilled whiskies is probably the way. <laughs> I don't think anybody at the minute is wanting a very, a very heavy, deep, peated, double distilled, heavy bodied thing at the minute. The weather mm. over here has been absolutely roasting, roasting hot. <laughs> it is you indeed. Know? Let us know what you think. I, I, listen, somebody's saying, Susan Cusack said, unfortunately, I didn't get mine. Was she on the list? Was she on the list? Was she? Unfortunately not, no. Right, right. Remember, there's an awful lot of people want the hands on our goodies whenever they come up for offer. So always yeah. watch the show. Always comment, like, and share, because mm -hmm. you never know what's coming next. Hint, yeah, hint. never know. Nudge, nudge. Wink, <laughs> wink. We do know, but I'm not allowed to say. because No, you're not allowed to say. I will tell <laughs> oh, you. Slowly, right. by strangulation. All right. <laughs> All right, all right. There's Patrick Mulkey saying, I like the peat uh, element yeah. in it. Nice whiskey. Yes. Well, the thing is, as I say, that on the nose, it's quite perfumey. It, it, it's not perfumey, but when you, I don't get the peat on the nose, but when you taste it, the peat's there and just drops it down and it keeps it that whiskey taste to it, that earthiness to it rather than, than overly floral. And that, that benefits terrifically from that. How, how do you think Brona manages that uh, uh, down there? How do you, how do you think Wise Iron manages that? Because I'm, I'm beginning to realise that no two whiskies are the same. You finally discovered this, Justin. That's the point. Um, well, it's beginning. It's beginning to scare me. I could, I could, t I could tell that in the blind testing. Probably, yeah, probably well, good. The thing is, we've talked to, to James Doherty about the adding the peat into the dark silky. When you look at the dark silky on paper, you think, how's this ever going to work? Um, but you look through and he's brought that peter element into it. Uh, Dunvilles have brought out their blend and they've added peat to it. And it does add that level of complexity that really does um, really does give it a little bit of something else, you know. Um, I mean, impressive stuff. Everybody's saying uh, impressed by it. Yeah. Lovely, subtle flavours. It's rather nice. It is. It it's, is. It's lovely night. It's absolutely delicious in the summer's evening. It is. And and the thing is, it's an affordable whiskey where you can go and buy it. And it's one of those, you're in the supermarket, you turn around and say, yeah, maybe get a wee bottle of that and take it home. You maybe keep it for whenever it is warm, whatever. You know, that that's that's the point of it. And good on them, you know. My. Uh, if you want to get involved in the show, always comment, like, and share, particularly in YouTube, comment, like, and share, because it helps the old algorithm help us help you. Uh, remember, the show is uh, repeated on uh, LinkedIn and also on Instagram, uh, usually on Sunday afternoons. And on Wednesday, we have a podcast out, uh, which we, uh, we're getting ahead with, but we're now uh, having to... Pull them out of the archives, uh, yeah, because because we've, we've actually been working, Justin. This is well, a novel thing I'm, for us. From <laughs> I'm going canoeing tomorrow, I'm actually going canoeing tomorrow. Uh, well, I'm so working. lucky, lucky you, and yeah. uh, it's it's one of those things. Uh, so but Susan says, But you sent me a message to, to, to send my details to get some, did you? I, oh, that, I didn't get, I didn't get Susan. Did, that was on YouTube. You didn't, did you send me them over? You, maybe you did send them over. Sometimes they end up in the junk mail fo folder. Judge's decision is final. No correspondence should be entered into two, but we'll bear you in mind for the next time. Susan, listen, um, don't worry. We'll get something sorted. I'll get you something sorted, okay? okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, Labelling is really good. It is eye-catching. It, yeah. is. it is. It it's, is. It's, it's, it's two-tone. Uh, 
triple distilled, bent and matured in Ireland, wise oil whiskey. They don't overdo the oil, but you can see the oil uh, sort of wings in, in the in the label. And it's it's gold. It's gold, you know. Yeah. Does it uh, say it? Nice. And it's tying in with Ireland's Instance East, which is a big marketing thing they have on tourism down the East Coast, isn't it? Yeah, you have the Wild Atlantic Way over in the West Coast and the Ancient East over in the East Coast. Um, yeah. And then you have, they're trying to do something up on the North Coast. And I don't know. It never seems to work out. I don't know what they're doing up there. Um, but they want that sort of surrogate of Ireland type thing. Yeah, that's a rally. Yeah, I know. Oh, it's a, it's a Walter rally. There's Peter uh, Stewart said it, it's very nice. Uh, uh, glad it's a low alcohol ever so it doesn't overpower the flavors. Yep, yep, uh, yep. There you go. There's Brona saying she doesn't like people to miss out. Susan, send me a message on Twitter and I'll get one out to you. There you go. That's kind of Susan, even better than me having to do it. Um, if you get on to Brona, Brona will send you out a sample. Uh, extremely generous of you, Brona. Thank you very much. That's very, that's very kind of you, Broner. There you yeah. go. T teachers in the room keeping an eye on us. Yes, we I, do. Know, I know. I know. We do, we do, we do, we do like that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's, it's uh, yeah. So round of applause, well done, Broner, and, and you deserve your accolades because it is it's very nice and it's very yeah. nice on a on a, on a it is good. Balmy, balmy of course, thank you very much for your generosity and thank you very much for organising the tasting for us, mm -hmm. which is no doubt quite difficult to do because it's been holiday time uh, for us up here as well. And uh, I think a lot of people did get theirs. Most, most yeah, I think, seem I think everybody seem, most people seem yep. to have got theirs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. So, Excellent. Uh, we've 20 minutes left in the show and uh, we've got a wee bit more to cover as well tonight. Yeah, I wanted to do this. I've been wanting to do this for, for a little period of time because one of the things that always sort of rankles people about whiskey is when they sort of see it as adulterated, you know, when they, they, they chill filtration and colouring. Now, oh, 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 Bron oh, Bronis says, I'm not a teacher, I'm a gin maker. <laughs> I think I think Justin wants to see you with the, the, the old cane. That would maybe be the... she's a bringer of happiness. She's a bringer <laughs> of happiness. That's what she is. That's what she is. A bringer of, of happiness. Yeah. My uh yes. Now there's no no artificial colours or preservatives. That's the important thing, really, yeah. is what you're saying. And this is this is the thing. There's there's lots and lots of people talk about um no colouring, no uh, artificial thing. Colouring is not used as much as some people think. Um, the likes of another bottle song. Johnny Walker, red label. This is colouring in it. It's quite obvious it is colouring in it. But um, it's to standardise the product. Okay, it's Johnny Walker has all the different whiskies in it, different blends, and they make sure it's all the same. They use a lot of technology actually. It's a they use like uh, spectrometers to make sure that the, the exact colour goes in that bottle all the time. Um, that, that's, that's how they do it. But a lot of people are not necessarily 100% sure have ever really used colouring or know what it is or, or whatever. They're, the technical file for whiskey allows you to put uh, water or colouring and a whiskey after, uh, before bottling, okay? That's what it allows you to do. And it's, there's lots of people say they can taste it in a whiskey. I, I 
Not so sure. Okay, and I'll tell you why. Because I have some E fifty one E one fifty A colouring here. Okay, it looks like suntan cream. Don't be put. You'll end up like you know your man David Dickinson on. Uh, <laughs> anybody watching the states, you don't know what David Dickinson is. He's a, a very sort of creepy antique stealer who comes on. He scares the bejesus out of me. He's like oh, Lovejoy. He's like Lovejoy, and also they can get it in Brett Box. They can get it in Brett Box. But he's he's like a very. He's a very weird coloured man. He says it's tan, but it's not. It's out of a bottle. It has to be. He's, he's essentially... This, he's, he's like that shade, you know? That's hold the on, shade hold, hold, hold it there and I put it in solo. Hold on, hold on. That's the yeah. kind of colour he is. And it's... Right, it's, right, okay. It's a very, He's a very weird sort of <laughs> caramel uh, colour. Yeah. Oh, boy. I now, think we've lost the plot tonight, Marty. You I mean, lost the plot last week. Whenever you started going on about Fanta being made by the Nazis and stuff. Well, listen. <laughs> what did you? What, what? What do you have that E E one 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 color in for? What do you have that for? Because I'll tell you now, right? Watch this. Little dab on my finger. Okay. There's no real taste to that. I'm, I'm, a very, very slight, minor, subtle taste, okay? What is it actually made of? Is it made of animals or something like that? No. What it's made of, um, it's made of, of, of kind of burnt carbohydrates, so basically burnt sugars. But there's no real taste of that. I can put that in my finger, dab it on there, and there's no strong flavour of that at all, okay? Right, okay, yeah. So what I want to show you is this. Now, the caramel colour in this, Okay. Mm -hmm. Bear with me. This is, is I may not you may not think I do that, but I actually drink water sometimes. Okay. This is Glenarm water, the finest water known to man. Mmm, lovely lead, lovely lead pipes at the back of my house. <laughs> so lovely lead pipes at the back. <laughs> so somebody said the EU. Somebody from the water board tested our uh, uh, water. And because we've got lead pipes, <laughs> it would never pass the EU regulations. Uh, now, wait till you see this. All right, I'm going to put you on close up. Here we go. Now, hang on. That's about too much. Okay. Now, you see this tiny little bit on the end of a spoon. Okay. Tiny, tiny yeah. little bit on the end yeah. of a spoon. Okay, now watch. Now, we haven't even got rid of the little bit on the end of this. Spoon. Wow. Wow. Okay. I'm waiting for I'm waiting for this to dissolve. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, have you struggled, <laughs> struggled any Ferris this week? Unfortunately immortal, not. Unfortunately not. The immortal line from Justin, <laughs> have you ever smelled a ferret? That'll ring through the ages. Now, so what up, right? So you saw how little I put in on that. And now look at the colour of this glass. Okay. That's frightening. Oh. That's actually frightening. That's frightening, right. Molly. So when I touched it neat, and dabbed it on my on my uh, tongue, 
there's not a huge I can't taste very much. There's pretty much zero taste there at all. Tiny, tiny, tiny little something. Right? So that's what that does with a tiny little drop. Okay. We'll do another drop. Right. Okay. Ta-da. Right, you see how little there is? Okay. I mean, that's that's about the, as much as I would eat as I was eating Vegemite. <laughs> and we'll add that in. Now, you've seen how little I've had on that, on that spoon. Yeah. Now, this is twice. And I'm, I'm just waiting on this dissolving so I can get another stir around. Now, this is heading towards David Dickinson colour. What you should do is, while we're doing this, you should have a, a little musical interlude and possibly a, a photo of David Dickinson. No, no. <laughs> I don't want the BBC solicitors. Oh, no, it's ITV. I don't want the ITV lawyers hunting this down. Now, you saw how tiny an amount I used. And now you look at the colour. You see? It nearly matches it. It nearly matches it. I would say something about this size could probably do most of a cask in terms of getting um, colour uniformity and things. Now, again, just so we're clear, that's probably the same amount that went in that glass. Neat on my tongue. There's no real taste there. So when people tell me that they can taste it in a whiskey, I don't think I don't think that's true. That was close, right? Hey, do, do 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 you actually think is there any discernible taste from it? Then no, not really, no. Now you saw how little I put in that, and if I take a little sip of this, I can't taste anything of that at all. Look at that! I managed, I managed to get a royalty-free one of David Dickinson. There he is. There, David. <laughs> he said, "Did you ever see that show where he comes up and sort of sneaks up behind people and said, oh, you should sell this.' Oh, he said, he's like Dracula or something. It's horrendous." <laughs> oh, I, say, I, I, actually, Frank Hearn must have noticed your heat rash because he says Murray's going to be the color of David Dixon on next have, week's show. Taking all that, when I zoomed in there, it did show up a wee bit. Actually, Murray, I have a little bit of a heat rash just popped up on me because uh, it's bloody roasting. Um, are you sure it's not because you haven't washed that jumper in over a year and a half? <laughs> <laughs> I have numerous jumpers you get. I, I know you have. I know you have. And your washing machine is near near died in the past six weeks, hasn't it? Don't, don't talk to me. My electric bill went through the roof. No, um, no, it's uh, it's, it's roasted down here. But no, I just wanted to demonstrate that because there's lots of stuff that goes on about the, the colouring. It's not used anywhere near as much as people think it is. And don't get me wrong, I, I think everybody prefers their whiskey unadulterated and likes it to be as close to the raw product as possible. But I think I've sort of demonstrated that um, it's not it's not actually... That, there's no there's no flavour, and you see how tiny an amount actually colours that glass. I mean, if I put more in that again, you're going to end up with something that looks like a, a, a like a, a, a bow more black, you know. Um, so it, it's I don't necessarily too hung up on the colour. That's what I'm trying to say. The gel filtration, I think, is a different kettle of fish because it's 
blast it away down to near zero and, and tell filtered. That's a different thing, but um, it's an industrial process. The colouring aspect of it, I'm not necessarily all that concerned about it as much this, these days. I prefer it unadulterated, it seems everybody else, but yeah, I, I would I would suggest in a blind taste testing, if you couldn't see the colour of that, you couldn't tell it was there. Right, but obviously in, in, in uh, sighted taste testings, people say the colour does alter, alter things because you know, but the thing about it is sound also sound is more important than color. People don't realize this, but you have down here you have your trigeminal nerve, and if you listen to high pitched music, things taste sweeter. You can try this out, it's, it's definitely it's 100% genuine. If you get very sort of high tempo, upbeat, um, high pitched music, things taste sweeter for about 60% of the population. It's well known that this is what happens. Also, if you have deep deep um, bass music, things things take on an umami taste. And people, this, this has been well documented. I mean, it's been, been proven on numerous occasions. And it's because this trigeminal nerve comes down. So if you're trying to do a whiskey tasting with a lot of noise going on, it's very difficult because you don't taste accurately. So there you go. Right. I've been to a lot of festivals and they are quite noisy and boisterous. And you're saying it's better almost if you do something like Best Fast Whiskey Week, which is all done remotely when you're sitting in the quiet of your own house. Now, but then you have all the other influences coming on. You have other people sitting around you where you can talk and debate and have suggestions because the power of suggestions is much better than anything else. That's why whenever you have whenever you have someone saying to you, you like my whiskey, don't you? And they're sitting there talking to you. And you go, oh, yes, I do. I love it. I love it. I love it. Because nobody wants to turn around and go, no, it's minging. It's not, not very nice. <laughs> don't like it. You know, you get the odd person. But most, most people try and be polite. And, well, listen, uh, Peter Stewart, yeah. Stewart saying, add some white spirit to that and sell it as a face time special. <laughs> or, 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 or Canal Banal Deluxe. <laughs> uh, it's... Uh, as I say, you have uh, lots, lots and lots of uh, new white spirits and stuff coming out as well, and the more the merrier of them. As I say, I did, I did a tasting on on the Cologne Potchins there the other day, and it's uh, it's interesting just potching uh, where where it could go. I I think it could really really take off at some point in the not too distant future. That was one of the, that was one of the things in in potching and uh, Belfast whiskey is potching the next whiskey. Well, I don't know if it's going to be the next whiskey, but it certainly has has, has a very uh, good place. Although I'm reading a book at the minute called uh, Slippery Tibbles, which is all about different uh, spirits from all around the world. And uh, there's lots and lots and lots of spirits out there that uh, who knows which one will take off. But Putching, Putching has certainly its place and it could have a much, much bigger place going forward. Wonderful stuff. Now, uh, thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, thanks to Brona for the wonderful tasting of Wise Isle from the Stoke. And uh, listen, that was good. People are very appreciative of it. Of it. And uh, the warm weather. Thanks for sticking with us through the warm weather because I know I'm going to lie down in a cold room very shortly and yeah. enjoy uh, some of this. Uh, well, I'm going to finish these off and then I have to go to bed because I have, I have labour tomorrow, Justin. I have to entertain people from... Probably from England. I asked the other day, I must say this, to anybody in England watching this, us, us poor folk here in Northern Ireland are not facing food shortages. 
Okay, I got asked the other day, is it true you're getting food shortages? I said, I am. I'm wa- I'm wasting away. Right. Well, she was away. she was concerned because we weren't getting any Lincolnshire sausages. <laughs> I, I don't said, like Lincolnshire sausages. I don't like Cumberland sausages. They're the awful fat our, ones. They're awful. I said we've got our own sausages. <laughs> she, was, she seemed happy about that, anyways, which which was nice of her. But uh, we're not suffering food shortages. Everything's everything's okay. Justin's not going to fade away. He'll make it at Christmas. Don't worry about it. I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> William McClanahan said, great show again. Thank you, guys. Linda Cox saying, thanks, guys. Uh, Graham saying, launch the gents. Uh, yes, I-, I take it a lot of these people are involved in Belfast Whiskey Week because I've seen the names popping up when I popped in and out. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, but... Uh, Enjoy enjoy Belfast Whiskey Week. There's lots and lots and lots of stuff to do. And, uh, yeah, as I say... I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to trying this. I'd love to be taking part in it live, but I'll not be back in time. And I have a few other boxes and stuff. I saw some pictures of some of the boxes that people have bought. Some people spend an awful lot of money on this stuff, you know. Uh, we're being asked, Marty. Uh, whole sausages for, uh, for 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 the win. Uh, Trevor Watson saying uh, thank you and uh, and cheers. Uh, Brona, as always, uh, thanks, lads. Enjoy your week. Agree and thank you very much. Uh, Rona, thanks very much for that. Uh, and yep. uh, I'm not, I'm not involved. We're in Canada and can get nearly nothing. You know, that's it. Um, you know, you can, you can always join up with America and then you'll get everything. Or, 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 um, come back away from the Commonwealth and join the UK or something. You might be able to get them that way. <laughs> join the EU. <laughs> if, if, if it's like Eurovision, you can join Australia no, and Israel. Yeah. I thought Celine Dion was in Eurovision, but she was singing for uh, Switzerland or something like that there. Uh, now, uh, Sean McClellan's laughing at that. Somebody else said something else there. John Dunn was asking, uh, did you enjoy your Belfast Whiskey Week tasting any more planned? Uh, I haven't actually opened any of the any of my packs, as I say, I have. I think he's asking, do we have any more tasting planned? We do, but we're not allowed to say. All right, well, we've stuff, we've stuff in the pipeline. We've stuff, this work thing's become a bit of an issue. Uh, we're going to have to readjust myself. I've, I've been working all every day this week, barring Monday. I had Monday off, and I couldn't be bothered doing anything. Uh, something, I was done a thing, and somebody said to me, do you ever have a day where you just lie on the sofa doing nothing? And I was like, Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd won this week, thankfully. I had about a year of it, so it's different. Yeah, uh, as I say, wonderful stuff. There's Michael Caldwell saying, uh, "Just caught the tail end of the show. Uh, I've had enough uh, sitting and selling. Bring on the live tastings for VWV. He means Belfast Whiskey Week. Yes, yes." Uh, yeah, uh, as I say, I've I have about, I think I've four box I've four boxes here for tastings. Um, one of the ones from down under. Um, I think I think it's Hobart. I think it's Hobart. I think it's the Tasmanian one. Um, I have the Pierce Lions one. Um, the Short Cross one, the Bowan one, and there's another one floating about somewhere. I'm coming down with whiskey at the minute. I'm a pile of stuff for me. Uh, but yeah, I'm really looking forward to the uh, the the, the and stuff. I really am. I think that's going to be just um, fabulous, if I'm honest. It is indeed. There you go. There's Frank Hearn. We'll give him the last word. Th- uh, thanks for the tasting, Bruno. Another great show. Thank you, guys. Yes, uh, 
I mean, we excel ourselves. I mean, it, it's multifaceted. <laughs> the show we we did about the coloring, we did the wise out tasting, we did the fantastic in depth uh, news featuring Belfast Whiskey Week. Uh, Marty, what's happening next week? Uh, any idea? Justin, Justin, you know as well as I do. Basically, this is made up on the Saturday morning. Uh, you. Did I ever seriously? Did I ever tell you what's happening on the people, show? People realise it isn't. People realise it isn't. I mean, I've got the bottles sitting out of my reach here, and I can't. I'm not allowed to bring them on screen. You know, so I, I better. Mostly, not. this is mostly this is made up on a Friday or a Saturday because uh, we try we try and keep it as fresh as possible. So yeah, All right. there you go. Good night, everybody. Good night. Uh, there you go. There's uh, Peter Stewart. I got some dingle this week. Batch four and five. Lucky you, Peter. I have five. Uh, some batch four stuff up there. Um, I have. A, I finished the bottle of batch four not that long ago, and I've some batch four and five sitting up there. Dingle, what can you? It's hard to dislike a dingle, you know. Good night, and remember, stay cool. Stay cool. <laughs>